Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So the plebiscite looming later this year. New poll out today finds uh, dropping support for the idea of hosting the 2026 Winter Olympics. Now that poll comes today as we also got more detail on the host city contract uh, that the IOC is proposing. So joining us to talk more about all of this is Jason Ribeiro, who's an organizer with Yes Calgary 2026. Jason, welcome to the program. Here. Okay, first of all, talk about your group, why you've come together, what, what your message is. Well, thanks for asking. Uh, yes Calgary 2026 emerged from a conversation based on what we were seeing uh, being discussed in the media around the Olympic bid. We saw a lot of cynicism, we saw a lot of negativity, uh, and I think that that was bleeding down to an image of our city, that we were this small, uh, broken-down city that could not even comprehend hosting a Games at the Olympics. And I don't think that's accurate. I think we're one of the most prosperous places in the country. We're ranked as one of the five best places in the world to live by The Economist. Uh, so we wanted to forward an idea that the Olympics could be an opportunity uh, because we actually believe that they this could be um, not only for economic growth, but for social growth and for maintaining our place as a winter sports powerhouse. So emerging from conversations at the grassroots level, uh, we've decided to launch a conversation about yes. And that that conversation is not yes at all costs. It's a conversation about opportunities, potentials, and actually taking a little bit of the onus out of council's hands and into people in the community's hands from the nonprofit, for-profit, and public sectors. What do you make of this poll we see today? I mean, it suggested that certainly Calgarians are divided on this question, which is, is maybe no surprise, but what's your sense of, of where folks are at on this? Yeah, I'm not too surprised, uh, given the fact that there hasn't been a yes side thus far. All we've seen in, in dominating conversation is this idea of no. And I think that's partly due to two reasons. Number one, uh, I think a few members of council got hosed on this issue where they were basically told, if you are supportive of exploring the opportunities or potentials that exist, we'd like you to tamper that down so that you don't remain biased. And for people who are opposing the bid, same goes for you. Temper, temper it down, uh, and we'll just have an objective, fact-based discussion. Well, what happened? People who were positive about exploring those potentials tempered down their behavior, and people who were in opposition really ratcheted it up uh, and, and didn't change the level of discourse around this potential bid. Uh, so I think that negativity has bled through the media. What I expect to see... Uh, is two things going forward is one, we're going to continue to have support from the next generation of Calgarians. And that's what the poll actually shows is that probably high uh, with the younger demographics, uh, those who are going to take on the responsibility in 2026. And the other thing is, I think we're just going to have a more positive conversation and balanced conversation. The more we take the discussion out of council's hands and the more to the people's hands. 
Well, you know, I, did, I take exception to the idea that, that this has been dominated by, by the no side. It seems to me that, that the no voices on council are in the minority, certainly those on the bid uh, exploration committee, those on the new bid corporation, uh, tend to be supportive of, of the idea. I, I think there's been much more conversation, much more voices on, on the yes side. What am I missing? Well, I think there's an important thing that, that we have to take note of. Uh, I don't think that people, especially with no numbers being released, I've yet to see people who said no matter what, this is something that we should do. And that's the difference between the positions on the yes side and the no side. On the yes side, which is which is my position, it's yes, but not at all costs. And I think it's more fiscally and socially prudent to say, let's explore the great work that CBEC has done thus far. And I'm, I'm not pleased with the lack of engagement because it wasn't in their mandate. I think it could have been organizationally done a little bit better in that they were actually challenged to go out into the community uh, and explore um, to having this discussion. Let's let Calgary 2026 and the bid code do its work. Let's see what the other orders of government come up with. And if it's something that's positive for the long-term growth of this city, Let's say yes to that, and there's no harm in doing so. The other side is actually fixed in no, that no matter what happens, like the news yesterday from the IOC that $1.2 billion is going to be awarded to the host city, no matter what information is actually revealed, we're firm in no. We don't want to have that discussion. I think that's horribly misguided, and I think that's a microcosm of what's been going on in council. So why the Olympics? Uh, you, you mentioned Calgary, where we're at, where we see ourselves going forward, and, and whether we, we lack some vision or some confidence. I mean, it seems to me that there's a great number of large, thriving, confident, modern cities that, that don't need the Olympics, have never hosted the Olympics, ha- have no interest in, in pursuing the Olympics. What's the connection as you see it? Well, let's be clear. Uh, I don't think we need the Olympics. Uh, I want to explore the potential opportunity and strategic leveraging that we can do uh, in relation to the Olympics. So there's a few contextual factors we can discuss. The first is, is that we are a winter sports powerhouse. Every Canadian athlete who's worth its salt in the Winter Olympics comes and trains here. We have huge legacy facilities that were the vision of the late great Frank King uh, from the mid-1980s that have still held up, but they need to be refined. They need to be retrofitted. They need to be upgraded. In order for that to happen, we need to have a conversation that's going to cost some money. So it's either that we're going to do this on our own, number one, or we're going to let that money go aside. We're going to transition away from being a winter sports powerhouse, let those uh, infrastructure facilities die off. Um, And keep in mind, we host, since 1987, we've hosted over 200 national and international sporting events that use our facilities. That's a huge boon to our economy. So if we want to let that go, it comes at a price. Um, So that's one thing that we need to remember is that we are a winter sports firehouse. Number two, we're coming out of a fragile economic recovery where costs are low to invest in infrastructure. I would love to see a lot more infrastructure projects being taken place in Calgary, uh, that we can leverage a lot of federal dollars and provincial dollars. For those who are complaining about the equalization formula not being updated, which I'm not a fan of, this is a chance for us to get in line and say, hey, I'd like some of those uh, dollars from Ottawa and a lot of those dollars from Edmonton to flow back into Calgary's coffers. Uh, I think that that's a solid case for why we should explore this opportunity. But certainly, again, not the yes at all costs. Let's be reasonable here. What, what do you consider to be reasonable? I think if we have a, a put a bid forward that enables us, and again, this is hard to discuss without the, the final numbers, so I'll be happy to be come, uh, come back on the show when we have some hard numbers to discuss. But given the fact that we're at a historic time where the IOC has contributed funds from the revenue 
um, TV broadcasts that have never been offered before of $1.2 billion, I think half of which is going to be in cash. The fact that they've refined their candidature process toward a maximum savings compared to other Olympic Games of about almost $700 million, uh, the fact that we can get equal uh, branches of government to support this um, with infrastructure dollars that otherwise would not be invested in Calgary. I think that's reasonable enough to explore. When it comes to being unreasonable is if we don't have uh, some of those five conditions that CBEC outlined. If we're footing the bill for our own security costs, I, won't, I don't want to see that. Uh, if we're not getting our provincial partners and our federal partners on board with a bid, I don't want to see that. I think if we can tick some of those boxes, I think it's absolutely reasonable to go forward with the bid and then get to the negotiating table with the IOC. What do you see then as, as the overarching reason for doing this, for, for pursuing an Olympics? What, what do we gain from it? Well, two things. I think it maintains our, our place as a, as a sports powerhouse. But let me expand a bit on that long-term economic and social gain vision. I think we have a chance to put forward a uniquely Calgarian bid one that sells Calgary to the rest of the city, to the rest of the country, and to the world. It's a very, very small opportunity that very few cities actually get to do this. Uh, And I think coming out of our economic recovery, we're well positioned to do that as we look to things like attracting foreign investment into our downtown core. Uh, As we look to bolstering up our tourism industry, which has suffered from lower rates and lower occupancy, Uh, This is the opportunity that we have. The second side of that is taking, uh, as we look outward, is to also look inward. We have a chance to take care of people at home. There are people in need of work uh, that are tradespeople that would love an infrastructure project to roll up their sleeves and support their families doing. I'd love to see 20 to 30,000 jobs uh, be a boon to Calgary's economy if we can do so. Uh, These are things that warrant a discussion, and I don't think it's fiscally prudent to limit discussion and say, no, we can't have this. We're going to pretend as though that $4.6 billion exists elsewhere and appropriated towards education, social services, and all these other things. That, that doesn't happen. The IOC's money goes away. The federal mo- uh, government's money goes away. All of these orders of government, that funding is contingent, contingent on us exploring this opportunity. Why not have that conversation? All right. I mean, there, there is still a net cost, though. Well, we'll have to see. Again, we're we're talking about speculative numbers right here. I'm happy to see, you know, if we look at Vancouver, for instance, you know, part of the trouble about some of these conversations is people like to bring up Sochi or Rio. Uh, I don't want a Sochi Games. I don't want a Rio Games. Uh, I think if we look at the the best of what Vancouver was able to do, I think four years after the Olympics, they were able to break even uh, and get some of the long-term infrastructure projects that they've wanted for a while funded. They had a pile of misshapen winding roads from uh, from Vancouver to Whistler that we're now an efficient highway system. They have a connection to and from their airport, which is the Canada line, which is fantastic. Uh, and they have a new conference and event center. I think that if we look at exploring some of those opportunities for our city, uh, we're, we're going to be very well positioned to do some of the things that align with our Imagine Calgary 100-year vision and all of the long-term planning strategies that we've put forward. If it doesn't align with those things, I think we can walk away. Is there a lot of evidence indicating that the previous host cities, and Winter Olympic host cities in particular, have seen the kind of economic benefits that, that you describe as, as being a potential for, for this time? Yeah, there's, there's been a lot of work done on this. And again, I think when you're looking at from a data perspective, I'm a PhD student at the University of Calgary. Um, so I, I like to look pour over the numbers and I like to look at the data. It's difficult to, to look at uh, this from an economics perspective. You know, there's a 
a famous Reagan quote, and I'm not a guy that quotes Reagan often, but he said if there was a Trivial Pursuit Economist edition, you'd have a game that featured 100 questions and 3,000 answers. And I think that's what we're suffering from a little bit here. Um, the economic work that's been done uses host cities as an example of what economic gains or costs or benefits um, exist. But the comparison between Calgary and a developing economy, I don't think is commensurate. I think we can look to our own games and I think we can look to Vancouver as looking at the bolstering of long-term capital plans related to transportation and infrastructure. I also think we can look at attracting foreign investment and tourism as huge boons to what we need to do in our economy. If we want to look at investing, uh, we can look to the Conference Board of Canada report, which I would urge all of your listeners um, to to uh, to read, uh, which was actually part of CBEC's commission. And it found that if we do this, if we bid and if we're successful, which I think we will be if we bid, the economic benefits start at 2018, reach their peak in 2026, and last until 2040. Those things are, are hugely beneficial to Calgarians of all income brackets, of all social uh, demographics. I think that that's something we need to explore really, really in depth. All right. Well, there's going to be a lot more conversation in the months ahead, to be sure. Uh, the website again, yescalgary2026.ca. Jason, thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. All right, there you go. Jason Ribeiro, organizer with Yes Calgary 2026. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.